Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus and tonight I'm joined by Johnny from the North Bank, Big Steve and Mike. We're going to talk things, all things Arsenal, including that goal and do a preview to our game in Portugal. Enjoy the show. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Good evening, lads. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Johnny, how's your voice? It's getting there. I'm uh, slowly recovering. Mate, I'm fucked. Honestly, I'm absolutely <laughs> fucked. Um, myself and Johnny were in the North Bank last night. We witnessed a great game, which we'll talk into. We've got Big Steve. Hello. Hello, mate. And Big Steve is up north, even yeah. more north than Mike. Yes, I'm up in Sunderland. Got in a couple of hours ago. So, yeah. <laughs> Came up, prepared. Up to, see, up to see family. Are you going to Sunderland? Sunderland are playing tonight, aren't they? Uh, yeah, but they're, they're playing tonight and I think on the weekend, but they're both away games. Oh, uh, okay. I was hoping to take the nephews, but um, yeah, no no, no football for me whilst I'm up. But when I come back down, I'm going to be going to see the Carabao Cup game. So that should be good. Hey up, lads. Hey up, mate. <laughs> Cliche. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd join in. Yeah, fuck it. You might as well. You'll take the piss out of me. So, you know, it's a bad time that I can do it back. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, I got a question for you guys. I got a question for you. What have all of these got in common? You ready? Go on. A basketball team in Los Angeles. You mean baseball team? Baseball or basketball, it doesn't matter. It's American football. It's an American <laughs> sport. It's irrelevant. An American, uh, an American team in Los Angeles. Baseball. A jam-centred biscuit, a Fagin-trained pickpocket from Charles Dickens' novel, and Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> Pick a pocket or two. <laughs> Who wants to have a go at it? I know it. I know it. I don't you know, know it because you heard Scooby. it in the pub last night. <laughs> it did. Go on, go on Steve, Steve, I'll I, let you do it. Yeah, I don't have a Scooby. Right, okay. It's the artful dodger, mate. No, uh, no, no, no. What have they got in common? It's LA well, Dodgers. Dodgers. So, yes, Dodgers. <laughs> Trophy um, Dodger, Jurgen yeah. Klopp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was good. So, you've got a baseball team in Los Angeles. They're called the LA Dodgers. You've got a jam centered biscuit. That's called a Jammy Dodger. you got Fagan from the Charles Dickens novel. Obviously, the Artful Dodger, Bo Selector. And then you've got uh, Jurgen Klopp, the Trophy Dodger. <laughs> uh, I, I must admit, um, Johnny, you've met Rory. That uh, Rory's got to take the credit for that, and he, he mm-hmm. he's he's got some he's got really some fucked up stuff that could really mess us up, couldn't it? <laughs> he did half come out with some shit though, didn't he? Yeah, not, yeah, some not necessarily questions. all shit, but just like head fuck stuff. Like you know, he came up with a suggestion, and we were trying to see if there was a way we could fit it in now. Or maybe you guys at home can think of this: um, take the first and last letter of your surname, and you've got to pick a five aside with a goalkeeper and four outfield players. Um, 
Arsenal players using the first and last letter of your surname. Think about it. We can do it and answer on Facebook. I will. We'll, we'll do something. I'm screwed. I just I can't think of a, a goalkeeper beginning with it uh, with K or G. We well, did dine last night, and my one will we'll piss all over pretty much. Yeah, well, yeah, but you try to use first names. You can't use first names as surnames only. Yeah, but you never specified that. No, I'm specifying it now for I'm, clarification. I'm definitely fucked. Then I was just thinking, oh, well, I could use Wojcik, but <laughs> nope, I'm bollocks. I think I think you're making it too bloody hard. I think it should be first or last names. <laughs> okay, who's eating? Might might be me. It just it might be you. in the corner. Yeah. Listen, just because you didn't go to Gavard, what, what, Gavan La Roche, Gavroche, La Gavroche, you, you're making a, a one-man protest by having your dinner live on air. Listen, if Manny can do it, I can do it. Yeah, well, Manny goes on mute, so take that as a, a yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen, um, Johnny uh, has a little bit of forgiveness because uh, we're fucked from last night. It was It, it was... Eight o'clock start on a Monday night. Monday night, first night of the week. Obviously, you've had the weekend, and when you got a weekend with no football, what do you do? You just go out and drink and party and DIY and shop and shit. That some of us actually did two full shifts on the weekend. Thank you very much. Yeah, I did too. I did nothing. Well, my shifts were in the pub. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, no comment. <laughs> you've got kids you probably were quite busy you were probably quite busy so Again, um no comment <laughs> all right okay I've, we're not we're not we're not delving any further Nah, we're all right no i didn't do a lot no nah. so arsenal had attempted to win the 10th consecutive game in all competitions uh, for only the sixth time and the first since a run that ended on the um, at 12 games in October 2007. So it's been uh, 11 years since we have got this far in all competitions. We've scored 27 goals in our last nine matches, averaging three goals a game. Aubameyang, doop, 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 doop. it nearly got going, Johnny. It did. It nearly no, it did. No, no, it didn't. It did in block five. No. It did. Then, well, is it until it gets as big as the Ooh. whole stadium, including some of the Leicester fans? I suspect singing "Oh Terreira." You know, keep thinking. Yeah, I know. I did. Mind you, the other one that you text me across didn't go down very well for Iwobi. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a uh, Twitter spat with some twat who seems to think that an origi- the originality means more than the actual sentiment of supporting the team. Yeah, th- th- there's one that there's one that uh, is going around at the minute, which is uh, Alex. Alex Awobi, he plays down the wing for me. Da 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 da. Alex, that's the one that we're trying to get going. Uh, I did uh, the guy who started that. I did come along and go. He's one of our own. He's one of our own because you sent that across to me. What? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> So it was quite funny. It was quite funny. Well, the Alex Awobi to the tune of "I like to move it, move it." Is, oh, that that was going. That's what I was arguing. I quite with the like guy that about. one. I, yeah, could hear that catchy, going up on the top but, of the North Bank. Oh, God. I, I could hear it. Try to be a bit more creative, for God's sake. But you know what's you know what's um, happened with that one? With that one, um, Talk Sport played it last night. They got the guy's social media clip and they played it. Now they're all gone about it. It was in all the papers about I like to move it, move it. So uh, you, you can just see it. it won't really take off that much, will it? I hope not. 
makes us look like idiots. It is punts. See, so my one is better for a wall bit uh, for Aubameyang. So anyway, on about Aubameyang, he's been involved in um, a team high twenty-one goals in twenty eighteen, scoring sixteen and assisted in five. Jamie Vardy, who scored twenty-seven goals and set up seven in the Premier League appearances, um, he, uh, against top six teams. So he's um, and he scored six goals in league starts against Arsenal. Uh, including a brace at the Emirates last season. So lineups. What did you make of the lineups? We had a bit of a change in the lineup. Uh, Johnny. Well, well, uh, Monreal pulled up with a with a slight muscle thing, and uh, Kolasinac was already being rested. So, and uh, Medley came in at the last minute, from what I read. Which we were talking at half time. We were type of hoping he would get a, a, a come on even for five, ten minutes, because he would be our first ever millennial, somebody who was born uh, from the year 2000 onwards, to play for Arsenal Football Club. That made us all feel very, well, me and Mark Porter uh, <laughs> and everyone else feel really fucking old. He's a good player, to be honest. I've, I've seen him a couple of times, and what I've seen of him is a big, strong, defensive player. Some of that we could do with as well. He's definitely a lump. He was warming up, and he is definitely a lump. Definitely a lump. So, what did you make of Listiner at the back and Mustafi and uh, holding in the in the positions they were in? What what would you like to have seen? Uh, to be honest, it kind of uh, highlights the fact that um, we need a new left back. To be honest, Lechstein is a good uh, right back. You know, we need. Got a good engine in that, but he did show a little bit of uh, his shortfall, let's say, towards the latter stages he, of the game. He had, he had to keep on switching everything onto his right because he just doesn't have a left foot at all. Mm. And I know we might as well talk about it now since we're talking about Listiner, but in, like, in the second half he was pulled off with about 70 minutes gone because he was absolutely fucked. Leno was going to give mm. him a ball. He just stu- stood in the box and he just wasn't ha- going to have any of it. And we had to have Shaka at left back. <laughs> so we do have options. We do have cover. Yeah. Yeah. It filled me with such confidence. It was a scary thing to do. <clears throat> yeah, it was ballsy. Right, very he ballsy. Right. He, he, Steve, Steve, sorry, you were saying? Yeah, I was saying he, he, he did look all right when, once he went to the back. But didn't, didn't we play more of sort of like a back three and he played on the, the left centre back? Yeah. And I think, yeah. Thing is, though, um, not long after that happened, we basically scored two goals, and Leicester was like, "Ah, fuck it." Yeah, true. So, looking at the first half before we jump ahead of ourselves, because I know in in reality, we're all thinking, like you know, the first half. Let let let's just brush over it because um, we were what nineteen minutes in. Maguire made Leno make a huge save uh, from a header. Um, 30 minutes in, Chilwell, I thought it was harsh to give it to to Bellerin as an own goal. I just watched about three or four uh, replays before I came online and um, it did take, it it was going as a cross rather than a shot, wasn't it? So I think it was more of a shot, um, but I reckon Leno had it covered because it took that little deflection. I reckon that's the reason why it went in. He just missed his foot. Just missed his foot. So, yeah, I'm glad Chilwell didn't get it because he's a turkey. But uh, (laughs) but like I said, it's uh, 
Yeah, I think with it, with it being nicking off Bellerin's toe end, I think that's a reason why it went in. So, yeah, I think it was right to give it to Bellerin. And what did you make about Holding's first yellow card? I thought it was I thought the referee was pretty crap, really. I know we got the advantage and we got the rub of the green on the Holding possible second yellow card, red card uh, penalty. We'll touch on that. But the first yellow card... Uh, Steve, you go on the first yellow card. Um, I can't remember what he did. It was it was quite early Fuck on, all. and I think, <laughs> yeah, I, it was it quite was just, early on in my stream. Was... It was a bit of shit housery, which we mm. have needed for years. So you yeah. can't really knock. He, he he took one for the team early on. That was I, the I thing, did... though. He took it on too too early, don't you think? Well, needs must do because uh, they were in on goal. In all fairness, the ref was uh, pants. Yeah, the ref was pants, although I'm quite glad he didn't give that penalty. <laughs> okay, so we've touched on the penalty. So did you have any more to say on that first yellow, Steve? Because um, t- No, but I was just going to say that I think in that first half, Leicester got away with so much, and I know we got away with a penalty shout, but up and up until the two yellow cards in the second half, they they were, you know, there was an incident where I think one of our, I can't remember who it was, just got bowled over. And I think Chilwell bowled him over and the referee gave fuck all. Yet, you know, not so long ago, you know, not so long before, Xhaka got his yellow card. And it's, you know, it was a similar incident. So. I, I have to, I have to agree because we're, we're at the other end of the pitch, obviously, when that, and I, I, we were shouting twice for possible penalties or the edge of the box sort of stuff. Um, hmm. I thought I thought we we had a, at least a shout out for for something, but moving on to the uh, holding second yellow, I've watched it. I've seen them given. The referee's position is it's bang in front of him. If he's going to give it, he, you know, there was no, there was nothing. He hadn't made a the, the referee hadn't made a poor decision against holding just recently beforehand. I know we'd say the first yellow was shithousery and, and and that sort of thing, but after that, so there was no way to like to to let holding off for something that he's done. The the Leicester defender went up. They all both went up with their arms and their elbows. Holding's mm. hand is up in the air, and the Leicester defender does make some sort of contact with Holding, which his hand goes floppy. And it, yes, it does does touch the ball. I've seen them given. The rules say there has to be intent, and the fact is, there was no intent. You couldn't see that his hand didn't go to the ball. Ian Atu jumped and head goes to head the ball, but actually heads Holding's arm onto the ball. So there was no intent. And all these people giving pelters for Arsenal fans saying, oh, it's just because we're biased and that. But to the letter of the law, it was not a penalty. It looked dubious, don't get me wrong, and a lot of people would say it is. But to the letter of the law, it was not a penalty. No, I... I, 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 I you know what? I, I agree with you. I, 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 that's, that's where I was coming from. Uh, Mike, did you... What did you make of it? Uh... Yeah, I tend to agree with Johnny on it. There was there was no intent there, and like you say, if the ref ref could see it plain as day, so if he was going to give it, he was going to give it, and he didn't. And Shaka took a free kick from outside the box. Thirty nine minutes into the first half, why isn't Taria taking that first of all? But he hit the bar, and that was our uh, that was I think our first actual shot on target in the first half. Yeah, I, I said to everybody who would listen around me that Torreya should be taking dead balls in that in that area. The video that we post, we Arsenal posted earlier in the season 
where he stayed behind training and was hitting them top bins one after the other, after the other, after the other, clearly shows that he is brilliant in a dead ball. Uh, it, listen, Johnny, I think that the kid is brilliant in any situation you put him into. Uh, he was outstanding and he changes our pretty... We, we've got some stars and then we've got Ozil, Aubameyang, Lacazette and so on, but a pretty average setup that we were 12 months ago. He changes unbelievably. There was a question that somebody put up on... Oh, I've been listening to so much bits and pieces, but um, if Wenger had signed Torreya two years ago, for example, would he still be in a job? No, because he wasn't the player he is now. I'm going to say no, because he won a, a winger a couple of years ago. I, I, he was playing as a winger, I think, a couple of years ago. I never ago. heard of the fella before. I don't watch other football but Arsenal and Premier League. So, you know. you got to remember, in life, as in football, everybody is the sum of their experiences. So when you look at, I'm going to get a bit deep here, and you go and watch uh, Slumdog Millionaire, <laughs> and you watch that, and it, it just shows that your journey is what makes you. Two years ago, two years ago, he wasn't the player he is now. He needed to have had that experience at Sampdoria and gone through what he went through in the Italian league in order to be the player he is now. So, you know, it makes no difference. It's a stupid question. Sorry. I, I think it's it's an interesting one because I mean yesterday I, I didn't know until yesterday that he used to play as a winger, which my my third my first thought was so did Coquelin. Coquelin initially started as a as a left midfielder, so I, I found that quite interesting that that both that both Coquelin and Torreira, so, I mean similar sorts of players in terms of ball winning and trying to sweep everything up. Apart from Torreira, has that. Has you know has the passing ability that Coquelin didn't? I, I was just thinking, like, if we're that short and left back, I know this is slightly off topic of the question, but if we're that short and left back, could Torreira fill in and fill in at left back? He's a bit Not short, isn't he? I don't left back. I don't think height really matters as much because if hmm. if you look at our left backs over the years, Clichy, Ashley Cole, Monreal—they're not the tallest of them all. Yeah, they're a lot taller than. Terrain, I'm looking at that picture again, Johnny. Yeah, Ashley Cole is short. Yeah, he's no. definitely shorter than Gilbert. I've got one right <laughs> <laughs> on your picture that I can't see. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you, if, yeah, I don't think really height really matters when you've got wing backs, for instance. So, or full backs. Uh, so yeah, it, for me, no, I don't think Torreira would suit that. Um, I, I think he's better playing where he is. He makes more of an impact where he is, and like you said, come, when you say about Coquelin as well and stuff like that. I think Torreira reads the game a hell of a lot better than he did. Yeah, I mean, Co- Co- I'm not, not saying that Coquelin's anywhere near, but I found it quite interesting that, uh, you know, the two the two defensive midfielders that we've got, or, or sorry, that we've had in recent years, which are Coquelin and Torreira, have both started as a, as a sort of wide player. I just thought that was quite interesting. But in fairness, many players started in different positions under Wenger. Yeah. So, listen. Was, um, oh, go on. Go on. I was no, going to say, gonna... but it was it was it was Charlton that put Coquelin as a as a defensive midfielder, wasn't it? It was, and then we took him back. We were we we're about to farm him off somewhere, and we had nobody at all yeah. to fill that position. And we got Coquelin back, and we had that four one four one against Man City and beat them two 0 And 
you know, the guy, somebody was saying, was it last week, the week before on one of the podcasts, he's been tearing up the league he's in at the minute. He's He's been absolutely outstanding in mm. Spain, is it? He's in yeah, Spain. he's playing Valencia. for Valencia with uh, Paulista, Gabriel. Mm. Yeah, so it just well. it just shows you need to give some of these players time. And a player who's been given time and, and a lot of criticism um, is Hector Bellerin. And I know he was credited with an own goal for um, for Chilwell's cross-goal shot thing for the first goal for Leicester. Uh, and I, at the time, was criticising him from the stands, going, ah, Jesus, he's done so well going forward and he's done two assists against Fulham. He's done two assists in this game. Um, he's so creative uh, from on the wing, but his position for defensively was it, it seems to be uh, poor but in fairness I think it was Mkhitaryan who was asleep first half mm-hmm. uh, who should be covering for him should have been coming back and Mustafi was further up the pitch so you know I probably had to eat my own words on that but the guy is doing great and what an assist to Ozil's first goal that's fantastic he's improved so much he's he's you know defending isn't his a top priority in the let's say in the current cap tactics but um mm. he has improved you can tell he's getting some coaching and he has improved his confidence you can actually see it in him now it's actually improving i'd like to see him possibly gain back the pace that he's lost if possible I think he's got some of that pace back but one of the things i was going to say to you John did you notice uh, what's the assistant manager called, not Steve Bold, who doesn't move. Um, Cachero, Juan Carlos Casado. Casado. Casado was out bellowing orders for every set piece. He's come out giving giving orders, instructions, and if they, if if we lose possession or if the ball goes dead, he's trying to drag people in. And for in particular, I noticed I'd noticed it a few times, but in particular, I noticed when Shaka took that uh, free kick that um, he's bellowing out to Bellerin. And Bellerin then is passing out the message from the the bench to to um, to the rest of the team. Very George Graham esque, where like Tony Adams or one of those used to take the uh, the commands from the box uh, from from the management and and pass it down like a captain should. He he does seem to be having a lot of responsibility. So half time, we had a chat, Johnny, and uh, we were yeah. quite happy with one one. Considering, I thought, I thought we topic got away with it. Even if we went in one nil, I wouldn't have been. I don't think I'd have been upset, but I would have been worried. I was wanted us to come out and give a second half performance that we have done for the last seven. We're we've won seven Premier League games on the trot, ten games in all competitions. In the last seven games, um, we've we've got in four times uh, at one-one and three times at nil-nil. I think it is. But with each, for the last seven games that we've won, we've gone in level at half time, and we come out differently at sec, uh, in the second half. Why do you think that is? We changed the game after about thirty thirty-five minutes in the, into the Ooh. first half. For me, um, we was, was passing the ball a lot better. It was sort of working, and then obviously it led to the goal in the first half. In the se- start of the second half, it just carried on, and the flow carried on. And you could see, I think, because I was watching it on Sky Sports, uh, at one point, I can't remember what minute it was, but it came up that we had uh, 
something like 80 odd percent of the possession over there something like 18 19 so that's that's massive that at some point in the second half as well I think the point that changed it in the first half was um, that I noticed anyway when the game sort of changed was just after Awobi uh, won the won the ball back going up the going up the flank and he nutmegged one of their players and the crowd went mental and I think just after that point we just sort of really seemed to kick on. Not saying that it was the Awobi nutmeg, but I think at that point I just think there were. The, the was heads. that uh, we're already one nil down at that stage, Steve? Yes, yeah, and I think the heads lifted, and then we sort of just really went for it. I'll have to agree with you because I think I think the feeling from being in there was um, we went one nil down, and times of old you'd see us fluster and panic, and you you know I'll just get in one nil and let's 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 hold on to what we've got and we'll come back out and we'll try and recoup, but they went fuck this, mm. and it, it just looked like they went. We're not having this shit. No, 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 no. And then you get a Wobie doing things like that. And the crowd just, you could feel the atmosphere building from where it was yeah. a little bit tepid beforehand. By the time the second half was gone, the place was rocking. Hence why Johnny's got no voice. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's, they've, they've obviously got, you know, I mean, we went 1-0 down, but in, instead of like you just said, unfolding like bloody origami, uh, it's... <laughs> You know, I mean, they, they showed a lot more fight. And when you show the fight and you show your purpose and show that you want to get that goal, you know, or a goal, for instance, it's it's going to lift everybody within the whole stadium, even the players, the players, uh, the crowd, and everyone lifts. And it, sh- it it makes a huge difference. The game I always remember, I go back to, is we lost 3-1 to Man United. And I came out of there without a voice. And I thoroughly enjoyed the game that we lost 3-1 because we gave a fuck and we actually, um, we battled and we were, you were able to walk out proud and say, right, okay, we lost that one, but we can take something out of it. And I think, especially with the change in guard and the change in um, some of the tactics and especially playing out from the back, uh, and we'll talk about that third goal and how that was done in a few minutes. But um, I, I think that's what, the fans and there's a unit more of a unity within the within the crowd there was a couple of guys talking to me and they're talking about oh it's better coming to the football and people want to go to away games and things like that now as well so we're into the second half uh a he was very unlucky uh very early on the sec- second half it was the first attack i think he puts a cross and he was unlucky then at 57 minutes indeedy um uh he he hit the bar uh, and I think that's almost where I thought our luck was going to run out. They looked like they were going to turn the heat up again. And then it was Bellerin to Aubameyang. For the, well, there was a double substitution just before that because he mm. brought on Gwendouzi and Aubameyang. And who went off? Um, Listiner went off and... Mkhitaryan. Uh, Mkhitaryan, yeah. So, you he know, had a mare, didn't he? First half, yes. Mm. Second half, you could see. Well, it went say first half. The second half of the first half, you could see when we we're, when we were attacking a bit more and gone a bit more forward. He he seems to be okay going forward, but he 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 didn't seem to have the legs or the the inclination to drop back and do. Hence, why we conceded with Bellerin, if you know what I mean. Mm. What did you think, Steve? Gone. Well, I I just I don't know. I mean, I've I've always 
always liked Mkhitaryan, but I just feel like apart from those first few games that he had, he hasn't been that impressive. And and as you say, he doesn't seem to have the legs. He he does look as if he's quite lazy, and it's and I don't think he offers enough quality going forward to to like to really sort of give him a run in the team. Do you, do you think he'd be better off on the other side and flipping over? Because I thought he played on that side with um, Monreal before, and Wolby played on this on side, the, right? Yeah, and and even still, then you could start with a Bamiang on the left and mm. a Wolby on the right. I I I think I'd that's obviously the setup I'd prefer. But is it Mkhitaryan's more suited to left or right? I I think I think he is either more suited to the left or behind the striker. But what I think it is is I think in his first few games he'd just started playing with um with a Bamiang, hadn't he? He'd linked up with a Bamiang. So I think the I think the dilemma there with Mkhitaryan is, do you play Mkhitaryan with a Bamiyang ahead of him or do you play a Bamiyang with Lacazette ahead of him? I don't think you can play Mkhitaryan with Lacazette, no Bamiyang, because I think the reading between Mkhitaryan and Bamiyang is, is on another level, but then so is Bamiyang and Lacazette now. So I think that's, that's why I think Mkhitaryan just wasn't getting into the same sort of spaces and, Lacazette doesn't play the same way that Aubameyang does, so there was nothing for Mickey to do. I think that might have something to do with it. Okay, okay. Now we're talking about that goal. We two games, two goals. Let's talk about this one and then compare which goal is better. This one so, was silky. Yeah, this one. <laughs> is it? it I, I think it was Emery Ball, in the sense that. Um, We've lost Johnny at the second, but uh, in in the sense that it started at Leno, it went out to the centre back, went from the centre back to the midfield to the to the wingers to the it forwards. It was a great team goal, definitely. Great team goal, definitely. great team goal. Yeah, and I, I I loved it, and and I think as you say, it was it was Emery ball. There was there was a lot of urgency. There was the there was the everyone was pressing up. That pass from Özil was incredible. But I think you look at last which, week's which goal. Which one? He had about three well, the, in that. Um, the, the pass that put it through to Hector Bellerin, just out of nowhere, bang. It was it, it was fantastic. But the reason I would say it was better than last week is because obviously last week we had, you know, there was the two headers, there was the flicks. It was it was almost, you know, it, I, I said it was like Wenger ball. But there was there was that old element of sort of like skill and luck. But whereas this, it was just we're going from the back and we're scoring now, and it was it was just filth. Mike, yeah, yeah. I look at the end of the day. It, it start like I say, like you've all said, it started from the back of the. You know, what I mean, it started from Leno, started from the keeper, moved out on the left, went over to the right. Yeah, great flick by Erzl to Bellerin, and then. You know, it, for me, it was more... For me, the reason why I preferred this one than I did against Fulham was the celebration afterwards. And I think it cost the whole... Most of the team got involved in that celebration. And they all went straight over to Ozil and straight over to Aubameyang. And that, for me, is the reason why I think it was better because it was more celebrated as a team rather than with the 
Ramsey one giving it the shrug of the shoulders like oh look what I can do fuck off uh, yeah yeah yes and no yes and no I think the Ramsey shrug of the shoulders was slightly separate but I think they're still, still celebrated as a team I, I think why I Johnny do you think this goal or the Ramsey goal was uh, a better goal uh, it's, it's it's like I don't know. I think they're both brilliant goals. I think we was, I was saying on the chat earlier, they're two, in my opinion, two different goals, but not if you don't look at it closely. The one against Fulham was a pure example of counter-attacking, instinctive, skillful play just based on the individuals working together as a group of individuals, roughly. Whereas last night's goal was about the system. It's about what the manager's bringing in, what the team has been working on, and the fact that we started from Leno, worked our way through the team, and then it encapsulated all the best parts. I think that's similar to what I was going to say. It, it, the Ramsey goal was a little little bit of luck and fortune and counter-attack and so on, and, and perseverance and so on, but this looked like the celebration that you talk about, Mike. It looked like at the end of it, they went, yes, we've done it. It's taken us nine weeks plus pre-season and training. Yes, we've achieved it. We've done it. This is what, this is what we went to try and do. And, uh, they've done it. Um, we ended up completing that game, uh, 3-1. Lacazette missed out on a couple of chances. Um, he should have had at least, at least a, at least yeah, at goals, least a yeah. brace. At least a brace. Um, but so be it. I just hope it doesn't dent his confidence because he does look like a guy. If he misses, he seems to beat himself up about it. But that that's what he looks like for me. I don't know the fucking guy. But when I, when I look at him standing there, his face just drops. So we've won 10 consecutive games in all competitions. The first time since October 27, as I, uh, 2007, when we won 12, as I said before. Arsenal now are two points... Um, better than we were last season so life does go on you know the gunners have actually improved uh, the points tally the same as last year emery's men are two points of ahead of 2018 2019 and that's with a game uh, sorry a tw- a 2017 2018 and that's with a game in hand um Ozil uh, has set another record. He's uh, obviously made assist after assist after assist, um, but now he's become the joint highest uh, German player in the Premier League to score goals. He scored 30 goals, and only Jurgen Klinsmann and uh, Juve Rosler, uh, well, Klinsmann on 30 and Rosler on um, uh, on 29. I thought well, Klinsmann was on 29. No, Klinsman's on 30. He's on the same. He's on the same. Oh, right. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. You are correct, actually. Um, I took my glasses off, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it was, they were saying that Ozil was now the, the top top scoring German in the Premier League. Premier League era, yeah. And what you'll find is when you get over the age of 40 years of age, your eyes deteriorate. And when you print oh, this stuff... terrible. When you so. print this shit off, it comes out really small. I used to... I, look, I could read a postage stamp on a plane before, and now I can hardly read my own bloody watch. It's getting really bad. <laughs> getting really bad. Johnny, what's, what, what's your flight arrangements then? You're off to Lisbon. I am off to Lisbon, yeah. Um, I am flying out. Lucky bugger. Not lucky. It's hard work, my friend. 
once you <laughs> once you finish that degree of yours and actually start earning some money, you might might get to come to some games. Wee. <laughs> I've gone back to university to start my degree, so I'm trying to juggle both of them. So yeah, you know, it just takes a while to get there. Anyway, my flight is going out of Stansted at five to twelve on the day of the game. So if if uh, Mr. O'Leary fucks up at all. I'm you truly do know, screwed. You do know there is no time difference between Portugal. Portugal works on UK time in, a, in opposed to Spain, which works on, obviously, uh, European time. Plus one hour. Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a 5.55 kickoff, isn't it? It's a 5.55 yeah. kickoff, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a two-hour flight. I don't know if you dropped off there for a second, Johnny, but you do know that uh, Portugal's on the same time as the UK. You don't have that extra hour. No, yeah, I, I realise that, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine, fine. I've just thought about it. I was in the car today, and I thought, oh, I wonder. And I was going, but I was driving that much. I couldn't text. So this is the last time we played these. It was nineteen sixty nine, nineteen seventy? Um, uh, it's the we played we played them twice, Sporting Lisbon, um, and uh, the first time we won three 0 at home for Arsenal, and we drew nil nil away. Lineups. Do you think there's going to be a huge amount of change in the lineups? I think we'll probably see Monreal come back in. Um. Possibly, and if he's picked up a knock, which is well, I don't know. We, I think Kalasnach no might, or one or the other. But I thought it yeah. was a preventative thing. It was a, uh, you know, just in case because we were expected. Yeah, probably just 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 to to protect him mm. in case there's anything because we've pointed out many many a time before. We've got no cover on the left back, really, and he's going to play fifty or sixty games at this rate. Well, until uh, AMN comes back, and then uh, he might get a bit of a reprieve. Yeah, but that's not his real position, though, is no, it? No, but he plays bloody well there. He does play well, and looking at you know how our midfield is at the moment with Guendouzi, Xhaka, and Torreira, I can't see Maitland-Niles playing much, even rotating as a as a centre mid. Okay. Currently. No, 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 I, I, I get that, I get that. I, I think Welbeck will come in. Yes. Mm, I think I, I think he'll that. save Aubameyang and Lacazette for for um, for the weekend. I think, I think uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang will swap. I think... Oh, yeah, I'll I take think, them that, in I that way. That. I, I think Aubameyang will start and Lacazette will be on the bench and Mkhitaryan will, will drop for Welbeck. Okay. Possibly. Okay. And mm. what do we know? Is this the team that most of the players went on strike and left? Yes, it is. Yeah, we tried to nick the, their winger and you end up going somewhere else. Went to Athletic, okay. I think. You did, yeah. Not just the winger, I think there was uh, Carvalho. Is it Carvalho? I would have liked, Carvalho? Uh, to be honest, before Torreira, I would have liked to have had Carvalho. He's gone somewhere else, hasn't he? He had already gone to Betis, I think, last year. So so if they if they're... I, I think Steve's looked it up and it was fifth in the league. Yeah. Uh, there are strongest opposition that we would expect to get in this stage of the Premier League, or the Europa League. Surely it should be just a little bit more than a formality. You know, yeah, it's got to be with a bit of jeopardy. Uh, I don't know. I think I think we should just take it as it comes. Uh, I personally, I. Like I say about lineups a minute ago, I'm not going to even guess what the lineup's going to be because it completely changes to what I think it's going to be, <laughs> or even guess, or even guesswork. That's all it's going to be. Have they got any major threats of players? That major we... threats? 
I'm, I'm not too sure on the sporting I th- team. I think I think I they've got big- a couple of quick players. Sorry, Steve. Go Sorry, on. man. I was going to say I, th- I think their biggest threat pr- is probably going to be Nani, and Dost. he's nowhere near the player that he was. And uh, Bass Dost. I think is, Dost is injured. Uh, well, he's still a good player. But I do know they've also got um, Sebastian Coates at the back. I don't know whether he's injured or been playing, but he was at Liverpool and was shit. And he was at Sunderland and was shit. So if we can, if if Aubameyang does start, let's hope that he plays at centre back and Orba tears him a new one. Predictions. So I have predictions from Manny. I have predictions from USA, and I've obviously got USA. my prediction. USA. So uh, USA Mike has gone for two one, but he put a caveat that he says he hopes it's ten um, nil to Arsenal because he fucking <laughs> hates Ben. Uh, he fucking hates Sporting because his second team being Portuguese is Benfica. So it's a, this is going to have a double, double, double for him, and I'm sure he would want to be done tonight. Manny, who will be with us on Friday when we do the uh, roundup of this game ahead of the Palace game, has gone for two one as well to the Arsenal. I've gone for 2-0. And Steve, do you want to do um, um, the guest? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go 3-1. 3-1. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike, what's your one and Johnny, what's yours? Um I'm pushing towards 4-0 on this one. Wow. Week. Yeah, I reckon we're going to absolutely smash him. Uh, okay. I'm looking at I'm just... looking at their table. They've conceded 8 goals so far this season uh, in seven matches so, so they're definitely leaky yeah yeah and uh, I, I I think I'm with I'm with bit Mike here I think 3-0 uh, I think 3-0 I think it's going to be look, it's going to be uh, unfortunately what is now typical uh, a cagey first half and then absolutely smash the back doors in on the second half to coin a phrase <laughs> I wonder who will be in goal though whether Leno will keep it or Martinez will get a run out uh, Martinez think, not going to go looking it'll no, be Czech if anybody I, I think it should it, it, should, be Mart- back it should be Martinez it should be it should uh, be but it won't Emery's taking everything too seriously he's trying to win everything yes, he is I think I actually yeah. think um, Leno will start I mean it's, look at those saves that he pulled off on the weekend Cher is going to have a serious issue getting back into the squad now. Agreed, agreed, yeah. agreed. Well, we, so. we all said it, though, <laughs> didn't we? We, yeah. You know, he'd have to have a reason to drop him, or he'd have to get injured. And then once the mantle passes, he probably won't get it back unless something catastrophic happens, like an injury or really, really bad form. No, I agree. I agree. Listen, let's have a quick roundup of where we are with the rest of the league. Um, Man City smashed Burnley 5-0 um, the second goal though I don't know if you um, if you saw it uh, it's where I can't remember which player was fouled in the box went down was expecting a penalty and all the Burnley players stopped um, and uh, Man City just carried on playing and scored a goal it stood it just it defines play to the fucking whistle don't you think I shouted that a few I times didn't last see it, night. But yeah, it oh, does. Yeah, but when you, I watched uh, the highlights of that, and uh, a lot of the, 
a lot of players did turn to the ref and the ref was just about to blow his whistle then popped it back down again so you got there is there is twos and throws on that one but yeah it is right you've got to play to the whistle and company should he been on the pitch no 35 seconds you think that made an influence on it yeah it did and it shouldn't have at the end of the day it was a dangerous tackle no, I have to agree. I have to agree. That's uh, the Chel- thing, isn't it? It's, it shouldn't have a factor, but unfortunately, I think it does sometimes with it being so early in the match. They sort of give them the benefit of the doubt, but if it's a dangerous tackle like it was, then no, he shouldn't have been on the pitch. West Ham Tottenham. I was hoping for a better performance. I, you know what? West Ham, I thought they, they deserved at least a point, if not to win it. They did. From the Shame. highlights I saw, yeah, they, they deserved something out of that match. I was really unlucky. Uh, it's just it's, Spurs look knackered uh, will they get top four and not if I I'll tell you anything what. to do with it I tell you <laughs> <laughs> are you working in their stadium are you I might request a transfer to be honest with you go around with my cutters and cut everything I can fucking find <laughs> and I've just got Spurs Nike shirt because we're talking about Nike and the Adidas and so on it's shit like Man News it was really awful that shirt I told you about that shirt last week yeah is it you like did the, it's exactly the same as the Barcelona training top or something no, it isn't is it? The is Barcelona it Barcelona training top it is the Barcelona yeah, training yeah. shirt yeah there's a meme going around strip, it's their training top that's it yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was the third it is mm. yeah, it's, the it's like that meme isn't it the, you know can I copy your uh, can I look at your homework but I promise not to copy it so yeah and it's like make it look you slightly different you didn't go different. to school with me <laughs> well all they've done is take the Barcelona badge off it and uh, yeah. drawn the Spurs one in crayon stuck a cock on it didn't they yeah and that was it yeah <laughs> well they drawn a cock on the, drawn a cock and a ball <laughs> cock in it and 11 cocks in it yeah Watford, two games on the slide and then come up against what have been a fantastic Wolves. And in 58 seconds, they um, put Wolves to the sword, basically. Um, we've got Wolves coming up in a couple of weeks. I didn't I didn't see it, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad Watford got the win. Just... Yeah, that you, you've got family ties there, haven't you? Well, I was, I was, I was born there, but... Um... No, I just, Ken, I mean, I, I like, ties. yeah, I guess, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, lo- I like the way Wolves are playing, but like, I kind of, I don't like when the gut, the team's coming, just coming up, uh, getting too big for their boots. <laughs> Yeah, but they've been very big for the boots for the last year. They've, they've, they've done a Chelsea mm. Man City in the, in the championship. They've just loads of money at it listen more importantly um, a a result that's worked out I think quite good for us it could have been slightly better Uh, Man U versus Chelsea or Chelsea versus Man U (laughs) 2-2 Maureen what about the reaction I love the fact that I love the fact that all that happened and he deflected away from his players because all it does is just extend his stay a little bit longer and he gets to fuck it up a little bit longer and when they well, that's why seventh. I wanted the draw. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, you know, well, that, what is it? The Chelsea coach, isn't he? Is, is he getting sacked or something soon? Or is that, no, is that he's, just, he's, he's just getting sanctioned because. Um, is he just getting uh, sanctioned now? I know there was talk yeah. about him getting sacked. What is his name? Lani or Liani or something? Yeah, he's one of Sari's. Sari's boys. Right? Yeah. I tell you what, Sari, though, I, I quite like him. He, yeah. He's a bit of class, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he, he used a, to be a banker. It kind of puts me off a little bit, but 
yeah, I can see uh, he's more than wrong with financiers in this world. <laughs> well, yeah, because the the Italian financial markets really really appreciate it. They're on their arse. You know, you do know the you do know the banking industry started with the Medici's yes, in Florence. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I watched that see? documentary when I was bored. <laughs> Jesus, guys, you need to watch something else. Uh, right, we had a question in from on Instagram, right. and I didn't even know Instagram existed until yesterday when uh, Johnny was showing me in the pub. Um, Johnny, do you want to read out the question? Have you got it there in front of you or not? I haven't got it in front of me because I've got it in front of me. Then that's fine. Uh, yeah, I texted was, it to you, didn't I? It's Potter Top Shotter. Oh, it's Mister Gurry. Is that who Mister Gurry is? Um, on Mister um, Gurry, Mister Gurry, Mister Gurry, <laughs> the biggest hit <laughs> oh in my Uganda. Days, guys, come on. Uh, <laughs> right, Raul Ra- Ra- Sanielli. He's done this on purpose to me, isn't he? Yeah. He's quoted as uh, is quoted as saying that they will only spend in January if something special comes up. Very Wengerish. Are we seeing the same uh, old shite again? One word answer, boys. Our one sentence answer. Steve, start at the top, then Mike, then Johnny. Same board. Same board? Yeah. Mike? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> For me, yeah, it is very old regime-ish. But with the team performing like it is, I can't blame him for saying something like that either. And I don't know where... I, I think there's some promotion within the youth may happen as well. Johnny, what do you think? I don't think it's Wengerish. I think it's Emery-ish because he likes the consistency. He likes to keep a unit together. He's very, you know, renowned for it. Well, you can see at the moment we've got a starting 13, 14 players, and that's it, isn't it, really? Because like I was again. saying recently, it's all the top teams have, haven't got a, a best 11. They've got a best 15 or 16, and they constantly rotate, and and uh, everybody works for everybody, and everybody knows that you don't have to be in the 11 to be part of the team. So it's the okay. same. We're building the same kind of thing. That wheel. We're, we're, also, we're struggling with your audio today, Johnny. Fucking hell. Waked <laughs> off at half time. What did your before. audio dropped off at half time? Yeah. yeah. It did, yeah. Right, okay. To finish up. No, 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 no. You know what this is like? This is like, you, you can see, uh, what was his name? Graham Norton <laughs> doing his bleeps and blunders sort of thing. This will come up in years to come. And this is one from Guns and Yellow Ribbons, episode 43. <laughs> one of my favourites. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, I'm listen, not sure finishing who up I hate for the more, night. you or Sky. <laughs> I think it's got to be Sky. <laughs> it is going to be Sky. Sky aren't going to go absolutely just... mental. I'm going to. St- I don't know. But I'm going to do it. I want. <sighs> <sighs> right. Listen, we're going to finish this up. Arsenal ladies. Um, they beat Chelsea six uh, nil uh, at at. Chelsea's home ground on the 14th of October um, they maintained the 100% winning streak against uh, the ladies um, oh no they played Reading for against Reading they beat Reading 6-0 at um, at Meta Park uh, keeping their 100% uh, winning record 
Um, it's a really, really good result. Sorry, I've, I've totally lost. I'm, Johnny, you've thrown me completely. You've absolutely thrown me. I'm going to blame you. I'm going to absolutely blame you. You, you blame me all you Blame Sky. <laughs> no, I, I will do. Sky. I'll blame my, gla- my glasses. have gone, gone faulty as well. But it says Arsenal have maintained their 100% start to this Super League uh, in style with Vivian Medema's hat-trick helping them to trash Reading. Uh, Reading, who had just three shots to the uh, Gunners' 18, arguably saw their best chance fall to England's former Arsenal midfielder, Farry Williams, in the first half, but she could not get the ball cleanly out from underneath the feet after racing through. Arsenal women won 5-0 at the defending champions last week, and they've scored 27 goals, averaging more than five goals a game. I got it out for a dyslexic fellow. It's not too bad. Our next fixture is Arsenal away to Bristol, 3pm on the 28th of October at Stoke Griffith Stadium. Injury news? Well, check. We don't know how long he's out for Maitland-Niles. He's meant to be back in light training as it is. Um, Jenkinson, he's uh, picking his wallet up. Mavrikonis is out with his groin till the end of November. Koscielny is back in light training. And Socrates, I don't really know what's happened with Socrates. Um, but I don't think it's too serious. There's been no official Guys, word, anything though, else? There? There's, there's been nothing official. He just picked up I a knock on international duty. No, so you've and, probably and, seen that for the weekend. It. You know what? I think he'll be playing, he'll be playing Thursday night, actually. Um, and I think that him his omission... Uh, on last night was probably due to just like protecting him to make sure he got back okay like we've got three games in six days uh, the FA have done us no help whatsoever by giving us a Monday night foot, uh, kick-off uh, an eight o'clock uh, six o'clock on a Sunday and then we're one thirty, six o'clock on a Thursday and one one thirty on a Sunday they never you know, do they never nah, do fucking favour us anyway no nope. in any way shape or form no nope. listen we're all the thank same. you Thank you, Sky. Thank you, Johnny. Mike, it's been real as always, lad. Hey, up. Um, oh, Steve. Jesus, I'm not even from Yorkshire. No, it doesn't matter. You're up north. Steve, <laughs> Steve, just when you see yeah. everybody up there, go, hey, up, lad. They'll love you. They'll think you're a local. Uh, fucking hell, you just... You just went all all jittery then <laughs> did I <laughs> okay um, yeah I'm honestly so surprised you... go why I man why I man why I man through the ball over the wall <laughs> listen it's been good you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons if you do want to get in touch with us we're on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons um, on Twitter we are at Guns and Ribbons we're on Instagram at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and email info at Guns and Yellow Ribbons dot com hope you've enjoyed the show remember it's an Arsenal f- podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans of the Arsenal thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.